We are celebrating 13 years of The Hand That Feeds HQ and three years of these podcasts. And now it's time to celebrate it with you, answering your questions and hanging out in the meantime. Let's kick off this episode of Say You Lounge. Now, for those of you that do not know, I am Vanessa, so welcome to Seal Lounge. I am your host, Vanessa, and today we are going to celebrate the 13th anniversary of the Hand at HQ and the third anniversary of Seiyu Lounge. So this is a double milestone because I wanted to have all the important things in August. So basically I am celebrating them at the same time. And really, this is a, this is a, a still something that I think is surreal to me because I created this podcast uh, just as a means to distract myself from my work or basically what I was doing at university. I was taking a law degree and I ended up graduating in law, um, but I, I it was a really difficult time and I found sort of refuge for myself in Mail Sayu music and to the groups. It was Mamrumiano and it was Utapri that basically brought me into this, let's say, scene of 2D music and Mail Sayu artists. Now, I'm not the type of person that loves to celebrate things over the top, so I'll be keeping things simple. I asked you a couple of weeks ago to participate in this episode, to leave questions, to uh, celebrate alongside me and to basically ask anything in between what I'm doing right now at the Hand That Fits HQ and even this podcast, because I do a lot of things, <laughs> basically everything. If you are engaging with the Hand That Fits HQ on social media, it is me. If you are engaging with the videos, it is me. The one that appears on the videos, it is me. The one that appears on the podcasts, basically, and edits those and basically produces those, it is me as well. So everything, the hand that feeds HQ, it is me, basically since 2019. Um, in, the, in the middle of 2014, 2019, I had another person working alongside me, but they are no longer part of the team. So I have been basically doing everything I was doing when I started in 2010, but now <laughs> I do have a lot of corners, a podcast, <laughs> A YouTube channel as you can see and here and um, I'm start I'm starting to work on a special newsletter to keep you all updated once a month and uh, I do not know when I want when I am going to kickstart it but I will let you all know if you are not on social media but you happen to watch the videos on this YouTube channel or if you listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or any other platform, I will be leaving the link to the newsletter subscription if you want to. It is entirely free. I will not be basically uh, bothering you more than once per month with the content that I believe is the best of the month. I hope it is something that is worthwhile for you. It will be a place in which we can meet but in which I will not be in basically bothering you all the time. And if you are not on social media, it's the best way for you to get the news, if, especially if you live a busy life and you cannot dedicate as much time to the website or any other type of content that I create regarding to the groups and my you. But let's stop talking about basically 
this type of uh, formal things, let's get into this podcast. First off, I'm going to reply to some of your uh, questions. Basically, questions about the hand that feeds HQ, so lounge, mail, say you, music composition, 2D music projects, or even something that you want to know or are curious about me as a creator. So let's check. We have an unknown question. Uh, so, hello. I do not know who you are, but thank you very much for sending in the question. So, your question is. The only question I have is how do you do it all by yourself? Managing the website, all social media accounts, reviews, podcast, say you digest and everything else. You're really doing God's work. We can't thank you enough. So Anonymous, thank you very much for your message. To put it simply, because this will would be a really long comment, I'm going to say that for me to do all that, I do not have any free time. My free time is the hand that feeds HQ. That's why I take it this really seriously, because the website and the podcast and the, the YouTube channel, they are essentially uh, an extension of myself. Those are my opinions, that is my free time that is basically used in there. Um, so I do spend a lot of time, my free time, in here. Of course, when I, when I started the website, I was uh, still a college student. I was attending law school and I had the, the benefit of law school having classes in the mornings or in the afternoon. So I had, usually I had one part of the day open to do anything I wanted. So besides studying, I was reviewing music, I was listening to music, I was coming across new artists, new 2D groups, and I found myself falling more and more in love. And when I fall in love with something, I'm really, really intense. And in this case, uh, my intensity uh, can be seen in the form of the reviews that I write, the articles that I write from time to time, the, those op-ed uh, articles that I write from time to time. The last one I wrote was about Soma Saito's uh, mirrors. It was really specific. And of course, I have the podcast and the YouTube channel. Back then, I didn't have those, of course. Uh, those are really new to the website. So managing that, I was doing, of course, all by myself when I started from 2010 to 2014. And even when I had someone else helping out with the website to do some reviews that I didn't have basically any time to do from 2014 to 2019, I was still managing everything else, social media, the website, and I was still creating content, of course. I will not say that, that this is easy. This is not easy. And people oftentimes think that the hand that feeds HQ is a crew, that is a team, that people are hired, that we are being paid to do so. But no, it's only one person. I do this on my free time, uh, juggling right now a full-time job with these and even a side project and I'm not paid to do anything that I do in here. So we. I do have that help and it comes from in the form of uh, donations on coffee or um, subscriptions on uh, Patreon. Of course, now that I'm talking about that, if you want to help this website, since I do not earn any money and I do use that money to review music, purchase the music that I review and pay for any costs that are related with the website itself, 
uh, you can always subscribe to the Patreon. And of course, if you want to, I will leave the link to the coffee page if you want to just share some love with the website and podcast and YouTube channel. So I do all this by myself on my free time. There's nothing better than to love music and share that love of music or for music with other people that are equally passionate about it. So I do not regret that, but at the same time, I would love to have more free time, which I don't. But that's an, a problem that comes with the territory. So you want to create content, you need to have time to create that content. If you have a job basically to help you pay your bills, you do not have that free time unless it is really your free time. Uh, so it ends up being something like this. So. It is with a lot of effort, a lot of patience. Sometimes it is quite frustrating to get those negative comments on social media of people assuming um, that I was paid to talk positively about a CD or even that we are a team and as such we should be always available, which I regret to say that I do not have that free time to be available full time. I'm creating this because I love it and I do expect from you, of course, to enjoy the content that I am creating, um, but with patience because I'm only one person. What I have been doing to keep my sanity <laughs> is basically to reduce the amount of uh, work I have. So I've stopped creating some corners that didn't have many people visiting. Visiting, So the monthly Oricon charts are over. I'm not going to, to talk about those anymore. Uh, I stopped talking about uh, reading plays because those aren't essentially music. And I stopped in a way talking about uh, drama appearances for Male Sayu. Of course, I'm making the website even more niche, but given how many 2D groups there are out there and Male Sayu artists, I really don't have the time to cover everything. I would love to, but I do not have the time to. To answer your question, I do that with a lot of effort, a lot of passion, and I want to make you appreciate to make you see and hear how amazing say you are and why they should be more loved uh, i'm doing this basically out of love uh this is the the weirdest way to put it but this is really a labor of love uh from me to you about my say you and to the group so it is hard, it, it takes a lot of time, I, I have been really tired as of late because of that, but when I press play on a CD that I have never listened to and a massive grin gets on my face, I know that it is all worth it. I know that I'm going to write something that I enjoy and that if I was on your side, I would really appreciate reading or listening. Uh, that was something that I always wanted when I first first came across my LCU uh, artists and to the groups. It was a source of content that would cover those artists that I was falling in love with. And now I have that, but of course it is me working for myself uh, to have that place that I always wished there was out there and that still to this day there isn't besides the hand of his HQ. So thank you very much for your comment. I really appreciate when people go out of their way to send those kinds of words and especially that know what I'm doing and the effort that I'm putting on these. Of course, it's not easy, but 
you start spending some time creating ways to do things a bit faster. I'm a really organized person, so everything follows a framework or a template that I took time to create. And uh, after that, I believe that my work is a bit easier. Of course, writing news, reviews, those things are usually new things. So I need to spend some time writing those or reviewing the music, for example. First and foremost, I want you, of course, to love Mail Say You Artists and to the groups. And of course, I do appreciate the love that you are sending my way about the work that I'm basically creating. So thank you very much. We have a question by Karin Koch. I hope I am not butchering your name, Karin. Which say you would you like to hear in a collaboration song, especially those that are good with rock music? I would love to hear Kentaro Kumagai and Yuichiro Mehara together one day, since both can sing rock and have bass voices. That would be crazy. <laughs> that would be crazy. Bass voices, you would need to have a really shredding instrumental, and I would be up for that. Uh, <laughs> I would really be up for that. Collaborations between Seiyuu that are really good performing rock music. I have to mention here Makoto Furukawa because I love his work with Dig Rock as part of, of Ruby Leopard. So I would love to hear Makoto Furukawa, who happens to have a deep voice as well, with Yoshiki Nakajima, also a deep voice if he wants to. It would sound so well, but so, so well. They both know how to perform rock music. They both have really awesome voices. Yoshiki Nakajima is really versatile, so you can be a tenor or you can be a four bass, basically in a snap of a finger. And Makoto Furukawa has a really booming voice in the baritone range, but lower baritone range. So I would envision them creating something really powerful, really in the likes of, and I tend to say this a whole lot, for example, I'm going to mention Visual Prison. It's not a project that I love. Let's put this straight. Uh, I do enjoy some songs from that project, but I do not enjoy that project. But now imagine Makoto Furukawa and Yoshiki Nakajima performing in the style of Eclipse. That's my thing. It would be really goth, <laughs> it would be really dark and dramatic, but those voices in there, oh, that would be awesome. That would be really awesome. So that's a, a really good collab that I would love to hear when it comes to rock music, Makoto Furukawa and Yoshiki Nakajima. Another one that I would love to listen to, performing rock music, I would say Shuyachiba and also Makoto Furukawa or Shuyachiba and Soma Saito. These two mentions when it comes to Shuyachiba are interesting in a way. Why? Well, when it comes to Shuyachiba and Makoto Furukawa, they have worked together once again in Visual Prison as part of Oz and when they perform in a duet, that's when things start shining for me. And I could only imagine how awesome it would be to have that raspiness that um, Shuichiba often brings to his performances when it comes to rock music, as in case you are aware of the work he has been doing with Erosion in the Carnelian Blood franchise. 
you have as well that hearty, warm and really aggressive style of performance from Makoto Furukawa, booming voice, powerful vibrato, it would be really really awesome to have that contrast of two really awesome voices, one of them with a lot of rawness to itself and the other with an insane technique and power booming through your ears. Ah, that would be amazing. <laughs> and then of course Shuichiba and Soma Saito, because I feel like they have the same energy. When I say this is because Soma Saito has that darker, more introspective, uh, indie sort of rock vibe. At the same time you have Shuichiba that loves heavy metal music, but he also has that uh, side that he loves melancholic rock and indie rock as well. So I feel like with both having that passion for indie rock music and loving a, a bit of a heavier side of rock music, I feel like they could create something really awesome. Now I remembered something amazing. Shoyachiba and Arthur Lounsbury and Arthur Lounsbury and Jin Ogasawara. <laughs> Those would be really awesome um, rock duos. Can you imagine Jin Ogasawara and Arthur Lounsbury in the same place? Or Arthur and Shoyachiba. That would be amazing. <laughs> Well, when it, when it comes to rock music, I would love to have a lot of Seiyu collaborating. In the past, we have had really awesome collabs. Um, of course, not necessarily collabs because the artists worked together in an album, but when two Seiyu actually came together in a 2D music project and ended up performing rock music, it was awesome. Back in the day, for Scared Rides X, uh, Mamoru Mieno and Ken performed rock music and it was bloody amazing, for example. So it is those types of matchups that you wouldn't expect. Those are the, the ones that I believe are the most awesome. So I I leave you here with some of those. Jin Ogasawara and Arthur Lounsbury. Arthur Lounsbury and Shuichiba. Shuichiba and Soma Saito. Shuichiba and Makoto Furukawa. And Makoto Furukawa and Yoshiki Nakajima. I believe these would be amazing. Any of these or all of these. I'm open to any of these. And of course, your pitch of Kentaro Kumagai and Yuichiro Mehara. It would be bloody amazing, especially now that Yuichiro Mehara is singing so, so damn well. So it was, it would be really, really awesome. So thank you very much for your question, Karin. And I do hope your uh, wish comes true. And at the same time, I'm now hoping that my wishes of this collapse come true. So let's see what happens. I do have a question from Mika from Tokyo. Welcome Mika. Uh, I don't know if you are uh, Japanese. That would be really amazing to have a Japanese viewer or uh, listener of the podcast because I'm essentially talking about things from your country. Um, or if you are just a pen name that sounds Japanese and you are in Tokyo, but you are not Japanese. Regardless, thank you very much for sending in your uh, question. Uh, this is really, really awesome and I'm going to read it. I do not know how deep and detailed uh, comments you can put on each works, especially music works. Do you have any special background of music, singing or something? And I have no idea why you can reach so quickly to the Japanese-based works in Japanese language. Do you have any background in the language? Okay, this is interesting. So, first off, 
If I do have some background with music, yes, I do. I was from 2007 up until 2012 a music producer and DJ here in Portugal. No, my music is not available anywhere because it was way before Spotify, way before any streaming platform. The music was on SoundCloud, but I ended up closing the SoundCloud uh, as I got more serious with this website and everything that I was creating. I didn't have any time to any time to create music, so I stopped creating music. So I do have a background. I do play a couple of instruments. I do play guitar. I do play drums. I do play piano or synths. And I do understand a little bit of music uh, theory, but just a little bit to understand some things on the guitar and on the piano. Uh, and I do have a really, a really intense passion for voices, so I have been studying voice tones, uh, certain voice techniques and how to achieve those and how technical those can be, and especially how to spot them when I am listening to music. So I have been really into that. So I do have a background in music. I know how to play music. I know in some way uh, how to play various instruments. Nothing really in, a, I would say, on a professional level, but I do play those instruments and I do know how to play those. And um, currently, of course, I am learning a couple of songs on the guitar, mainly songs by Soma Saito. Um, my wish is really to know how to play Uzumibi on the guitar, but that's really hard, that song is mm, really tricky. When I talk about some specific uh, instruments, yeah, that's because I do have knowledge about those. Those that I do not have knowledge about, I tend to study a lot about those. I watch a lot of content from orchestras, I w uh, read a lot of content from universities, I really uh, took classes in music. Um, outside even of my uh, degree in law. So I was really interested in music and music composition and um, really singing itself. Although I do not know how to sing, I'm really awful. Um, but really, I do have a passion and I do have a background. And when I do not have a background, I tend to study a lot. I spend a lot of time outside of the hand at PhD, reading about music, reading about uh, voice techniques and reading about everything that you can achieve uh, when it comes to music. Then, um, and I have no idea why you can reach so quickly to the Japanese-based works in Japanese language. I have been studying Japanese since 2010, so I fell in love with Mail Seiyu, I fell in love with the music and I thought, well, I want to understand what I am listening to. Especially because as someone that has been playing music almost all her life, I do have a sensibility towards the instrumental, so I do understand when a song is solemn, when a song is really sad, when a song is really personal, when a song is melancholic, or when it is happy-go-lucky or really sexy. I can understand those nuances, but as I was understanding those nuances, I didn't or wasn't understanding the lyrics themselves, so when I started I didn't understand the lyrics at all and I had to use plenty of websites as resource for lyrics translation for me to understand what was happening and for a couple of years it was like that uh, but I believe that since 2014 I've started to have a better grasp of the Japanese language of course it takes a lot of time to understand Japanese that's a lot of uh, complicated grammar in there for me so as I am trying to understand better the grammar so that I can write and read well 
I've, I've been putting a lot of effort into learning the Japanese language by listening to it. So I listen to a lot of music and repetition and repetition helps me understand the words and memorize the words. So when I listen to those, I already know what it is that is being said there because I spent some time listening to that word, searching on the web. What does it mean? How can it be pronounced? And I listen to the songs again. I try to understand yet again. It is a process. So being really passionate about it, I have dedicated a lot of time into understanding uh, Japanese and the Japanese language itself. It takes a lot of time and I'm doing this parallel or at the same time that I'm doing the hand at Fizz HQ. So every time I write something, I try to translate something, I try to understand something. I do, of course, use tools to translate in some way the words that I do not understand fully. And sometimes you will still see me making some mistakes when I translate the titles of some songs because I'm still learning. Um, it happens, it is bound to happen. I'm not fluent. I would love to be, but I'm not fluent. Um, so it is a process. I've been studying the Japanese language for 13 years. So the website has a, a in a way has made it so that I feel obliged to learn the language in order to further understand the music and further understand the artists because knowing the music and understanding the music is one thing. Understanding the artist, what is beneath or underneath what they had written on those lyrics is something else. And sometimes you get really interesting things in there. I would love to be fluent in Japanese. I hope I eventually end up being fluent in Japanese. But as I am right now, I can safely say that I can understand Japanese really well spoken, uh, unless you complicate things too much and you get into the business side of Japanese, basically. But my reading and my writing are still a little bit uh, all over the place. I can understand some things if they are simple enough. And writing is still a bit of a challenge because I have yet to memorize some kanji. Uh, but other than that, uh, I'm trying to put an effort into learning the language. Because that's another way to connect with music. It's not only the music, it's also the words that are behind the music. And also the people that are behind those words. So you have three... Basically, three things that you have to understand when you listen to music. The music that was composed, the lyrics that are written, and the artist behind those lyrics. So I try to make an effort to know the most that I can about all those things. And for that, I have a background in music, and I do study a lot about music, and I have taken classes in music. And then I have taken my time to understand and learn the Japanese language enough so that I can actually write something that uh, write or at least write reviews that make sense because I am grasping and understanding the stories that are beneath or underneath. So that's a lot of effort to put in here but I'm having a lot of fun and I would love to become uh, a fluent uh, Japanese speaker. Uh, I do hope that happens anytime soon. So thank you very much for your comment Mika. We have a comment or a question from Naz. Naz, you are a regular, almost a regular, so I, it is always fun to find you in the comments, so thank you very much for sending in a question. And your question is, how have you managed to keep up with 2D projects mostly you content for so long? What has kept you turning into various projects or say you music? So, this is a two-parter question, so I'm going to reply to the first part of the question now. So how can I keep up or how do I keep up? 
first of all, spreadsheets, lots of spreadsheets. I have a Microsoft Access sheet in which I have all the CU artists when they debuted their um, music label, uh, years of being active, music genres. And then I have another sheet that uh, basically lists all 2D groups there are out there, even those that I do not follow or do not cover or do not review, because I need those for various purposes. First off, I need to know which projects are active or not, where are CU active right now, and at the same time, I need to know that information for the CU digest the long form articles that I put on the website every uh, 15th. So that's uh, a way that I try to keep up with everything. Sometimes I do come across some projects that, oh, this is a new project. And then I notice uh, when the project was launched and it says 2010 and I'm like, yeah, I missed this one. And I happen to miss some projects out there and some of you, perhaps even you, uh, Naz, will notice that I do not cover all and sometimes I don't even write about some projects that were launched recently or even a couple of years ago because I really missed the boat in there. So I can keep up with some things, but I can't keep up with everything. Uh, another way for me to organize everything is to use TweetDeck. Everything that I do or most of my uh, information sources are on Twitter. So I do have those organized in lists on Twitter and every day I look for those uh, lists if there is any kind of new inform information in there. Then we have another way to get information, it's to, uh, through PR Times. PR Times is um, a sort of an aggregator of press releases by uh, music labels and uh, other entities. And it's also a good source of information, for example, for the TV Guide. Um, magazines, most of the information is in there. Um, Hanadol, most of the information is uh, shared there and it is official, so it is a good way to get information that is not tampered with and that I can uh, transparently use on the website and you will be getting exactly what is true in there. I try to make an effort for every piece of news to be double-checked before I post it. I do not post news that are about uh, rumors, scandals, or anything of the sort, because that's not transparency in any way, and it gets really murky in there. So I try to look for uh, new sources that are reliable and that are official. Uh, at the same time, I have had the pleasure of getting in touch with some uh, music labels and some um, Sayu, or basically Sayu managers, and I do have from time to time in my inbox some uh, press releases directly from the music labels or the talent agencies or the managers. So there, that's also another source of content, but that's not a big source of content because my contacts are not enough in the industry right now. I would love to have more contacts, especially to interview, say you, but I do not have those types of contacts. So I tend to basically rely uh, here when it comes to keeping up with new projects and keeping up with new new artists is to have lists for everything. I have a list for Seiyu artists, I have a list for Seiyu in general, and I follow. I tend to follow all Seiyu or male Seiyu that there are, so that when they announce something that is new, I do not miss it. I hope so. And then I have lists per project that I follow, the main projects, and then I have a list that mixes all the projects, even those that I do not 
uh, talk about on the website so that I do not miss anything that is relevant to talk about. Uh, it's a lot of effort, it took a lot of time to set up, but I tried to keep that as easy as and as streamlined for me because uh, it's a lot of information. We have over 100 2D groups alone and over 60, I'm talking uh, really about 60 2D music projects, over 100 2D groups and over 25 or 30 solo artists. It's a lot of things to follow and I do have a lot of lists, but organizing all of that took a lot of time. <laughs> it took a lot of time. And I have been uh, updating as of late uh, my sheets because there are groups that I was not following and projects that I was not following that I need to talk about or that I needed at least to uh, register in a way that I can keep up with what is happening or not. So that's really, really tough, takes a lot of time, but as I said in the first question that was uh, asked, uh, I try to streamline everything and have templates for everything so that I do not take a load of time to create something. In this case, to keep up with everything, I do have lists and everything organized in sheets so that I can consult it at any time. Um, what has kept you turning into various projects or say you music? Into various projects, it depends on the concept and it depends on the music. I do not follow projects because of the characters. I do not pay much attention to that unless I get really into a project. I do tend to pay close attention to the music and the say you that are there, but mainly the music because if I was not curious enough about the music, I would have not found say you. But usually, what keeps me uh, going for more 2D music projects and getting into so many 2D music projects is usually the quality of, of the music. And if you have been paying close attention as the quality of the music right now is really, really amazing. It's nothing in comparison with the music that was released in 2010. It is crazy. And right now it's so, so good. And there are a couple of artists that I, I have said before that they could be really jumping from the 2D music projects they are in and really set out in a solo venture or in a group venture and they would be really successful as J-pop artists or bands or even uh, groups. So there is a lot of quality out there and as long as there are quality artists out there, as long as there is music that makes me think, as long as there are seiyu artists that defy quality standards that set up the bar really high, that keep on making me think and explore new things, learn new things and really get into the stories, I will be keeping up with them. I will continue to uh, follow more and more and more and follow even more passionately. So uh, it's a lot about what I fancy in a way and then the fact that I end up falling in love with some say you and I end up searching mu music or 2D music projects they are a part of um, and seeing or hearing what they are doing there. That's why I love so many projects in which Somasato is, for example, um, or in which Makoto Furukawa is. And that's because I actively went searching for those as soon as I fell in love with them by chance. So. That's, that's how I keep up with, uh, keep turning into various projects and Seiyu music. It's if the quality is there, if the music is good, if I enjoy the, the concept itself, I will be there. 
not as much if the characters are good or not, if it has a game or not. That's usually bonuses. I do not care really much about the characters themselves, unless I get really into the project. But still, those are considered bonuses because if I want to listen to music, the first thing I come across is the music, and the second thing I come across is the voice, and then I start searching for who is singing, then I start to learn more about them, then I start looking for more projects they're a part of, and then I end up with a list of over 15 2D music projects that I love a whole lot, and that I would give everything for them to not end and as well a lot of Seiyu artists that I love a whole lot and usually when they release music at the same time my bank account really cries a lot <laughs> that's how I keep turning into to the music projects and my Seiyu artists thank you very much for your question Naz we are in the middle of these episodes. If you haven't subscribed to this channel, it's now the time to do so. You have the subscription bell right there and you have the thumbs up. So if you are enjoying this content, do not forget to do both things. At the same time, if you enjoy the content that I am creating and I'm doing so by myself, I'm doing so for free. If you want to help out uh, paying for some expenses and supporting the work that I do so that I eventually turn these into my full-time job and not just something that I do in my free time, you can also subscribe on Patreon or you can basically send or share some love on Coffee. I will leave the links below. So let's go to the next section. So now we are nearing the end of this episode and uh, I've read your suggestions on, on things that I can cover here on the podcast. Um, I'm going to let you know that the podcast is adding a lot of content or new content to itself. Uh, recently I have introduced the Let's Talk About Corner in which I talk about one specific CD, just one CD. Uh, that uh, has marked me in some way. This is usually a feature that is more personal. I'm going to talk about the CDs that marked me. I'm not going to talk about the CDs that marked a lot of people. I believe it is a good way to show you music that I love and somehow geek about the music if you also love it and uh, if you don't or if you haven't come across that, that CD specifically, it is a way for you to get to know new music uh, at the same time. It is a way to, to create content that doesn't necessarily need for me to write a um, script. Writing a 30-minute script can take over 8 hours to write. It's not... I'm not even kidding. This can take over 8 hours to write and review and edit and then record. It's a lot of time. So I'm trying to introduce these types of more casual episodes, more relaxed episodes in which I do not follow any scripts to also get some free time back to create other things or to improve things that I'm already creating. At the same time, I feel like talking about those CDs is a good way for you to get to know new music, for me to talk about my passions or for you to connect with me uh, as we share the same passions. Also, I will be trying some to add some things to the podcast as well, uh, to cover some 2D music projects that are no longer around, or music from projects that were not necessarily 2D music projects, but had really good music, 
I will be trying to create something like that. I still am trying to understand what I can do with that and which topics or which projects should I talk about or will I talk about to see if it makes any sense to introduce that to the podcast or if it is going to be something really short-lived and it doesn't make any sense to be introduced as a corner uh, or basically introduce it as a feature. So I'm trying to work on those things towards making the podcast not all about the technicality of the music industry or the voice acting industry in Japan, but also to bring you the joy of listening to music, to share that passion that I have been talking about in this episode and that I have been trying to share for 13 years. So I'm trying to do my best when it comes to the podcast and to bring you things that are enjoyable. Let's go to the final part, because this episode is already really long. I'm going to to read some things, uh, some comments by some of you. We have a comment by Grace, and Grace says, I would like to thank you a lot for creating such a wonderful place for my LCU fans. I always find your contents very interesting and informative, as well as being created with lots of care and enthusiasm. Once again, I thank you for your hard work. I wish you good health and positivity. Um, Grace, you do not need to apologize for your uh, English, it is really good, and I should also be apologizing for my English because I do know that English people or American people will be thinking that I am butchering the language uh, oftentimes because I tend to mix up some words. Uh, so do not worry, we are engaging and we are understanding each other, that's the important part. Uh, thank you very much for leaving such a comment and uh, I am really thankful that you get to understand the enthusiasm that I have for my LCU music and to the groups. Um, it is a big part of what I do, it is a passion, as I said early on, it is a labor of love for me, everything that I do at the hand that feeds HQ, so to have those kinds of words, um, it always makes me... It's unbelievable. The, the the more I say, the more I do not know what to say about this. It is amazing that you that there are people that actually love the work that I do, and that actually take some time of theirs to come and talk to me and thank me for my work and wanting to get to know uh, more of what I do and how I do it. So thank you very much for for being here, Grace, and for. Uh, engaging with the content and for loving what I do and mainly for loving my LCU. Karin has a question and this one is really interesting. I was going to shift to other people, but Karin, you have an interesting question. What genre of music do you think should be explored more when it comes to Sayu projects? I have two answers here, R&B and jazz music. We did have jazz music with Jazz On, but Jazz On is on a hiatus. We do have jazz music with Makoto Furukawa, but Makoto Furukawa is trying to shift towards acid jazz. So I feel like we lack a project that fully embraces jazz music in the same intense and geeky way that, for example, Aopella embraces acapella music. So I do feel that, that we lack a lot in the jazz department. There are still very few mostly artists that embrace jazz music. There are really few 2D music projects that embrace jazz music for more than one song. So I would love to have that. R&B music, for example. There isn't any 2D music project out there that claims to be an R&B project. So I would love to have that. A project that came forward and said, 
we are all about R&B music. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. And I already have in my head Mail you that would be perfect for that specific project. So I would love for that to happen. At the same time, I feel like the a cappella side of the music industry should be explored a bit more. We do have Aopella, but Aopella is really inconsistent uh, releasing music. They do not release it in a fixed schedule. Sometimes they take too long between CDs. Sometimes they are releasing CDs one after the other. There is no consistency in their schedule. They have been slowing down a little bit the, um, the efforts that they were putting into making Aopella known to, under to international fans. I have been seeing that a whole lot. Um, my understanding even in the connections that I had at K-Lab is that they are not focused at all in the international market at the moment. So it is said that they started with that really awesome premise of the acapella music and they wanted to share it with everyone and now they are niching down and they are focusing the acapella music only to Japanese uh, fans and they are really disregarding the international fans altogether. It's weird. Not to say that the music is bad, no, no. They have yet to release music that is bad. Their music in the Opella franchise is bloody amazing, but uh, it feels like they are being a bit lenient in the work they are doing because they do not have any competition. As soon as a new 2D music project focused on Acapella music appears, they will start to be more intense, they will start to focus again on the international fandom. So I feel like, in a way, Aopella needs competition to be more passionate uh, or in releasing music with more frequency. So those are my uh, thoughts about 2D music projects that, or music genres that should be explored in 2D music projects. So thank you very much for your question, Karin. Mika, you have an awesome comment. I'm really bloody amazed here. Um, you say, I am so amazed how you listen or watch or understand deeply and in detail. I like my LCU's musical works, Paradox Live, Aopella and Versus Ambivalence. But I can't catch anything you point out and I always want to see, listen again and again after reading or listening your comments. Thank you again for your big contribution for Japanese Mail Seiyu. I have never found these articles written in Japanese. No? Oh my god. <laughs> I am lucky having found your page and podcast and I understand them in English. Wow. So you are really saying that there isn't any type of content like this in Japan? This is crazy. <laughs> I, am, I am only now realizing that I'm doing something that no one else is doing, which is... Wow. Oof, that's that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> um, but it is re it's really, really good when I hear and read comments like this. It is really good to know that when I point out something and I do listen to music with uh, a special focus on it, um, I do use active listening. It is something that you can train yourself. It is something that you have. if you have music sensibility, you will be eventually trained uh, in it without noticing it. And um, it is something that if you are really keen on music, being really passionate about music, you do not need to even know how to play music or anything like that. If you are really passionate about music and you listen to a lot of music, a lot of times, uh, for example, I listen to music every single day, 
almost every day. And I'm listening to music all the time. Almost my headphones are almost a part of myself <laughs> at this point. So I listen to music all the time and I have developed that active listening ability because if you are listening to a song a lot of times, you already know that song. So you can already focus on different things that are happening in the background. It's not easy. You need to train yourself or you will be trained in it without even noticing. But it is something really, really awesome. And that's, that's why I believe that people should review music and they should review music beyond the I enjoyed it. They should say really what they feel, what they are finding interesting in the, in the background, because you and I will have different experiences. For example, I love the bass lines more than I do love, for example, uh, trombones. And if you are listening to a song that has those elements, I will be more keen to basically enhance or talk more about the bass line and talk about what the bass line is doing than the trombones, because I do not understand them as better or I am not as big of a fan of. So different experiences, different sensibilities give way to different, different, I should say, impressions about music. That's why I feel like we should review music in this way that is a bit complex that I do, but it is a good way to to see that one person pays more attention to a specific thing and another pays attention to another different thing. And then you notice that you weren't, ev ev you weren't even paying attention to any of those. You were paying attention to something completely different. And it is really awesome to revisit the songs and then notice, well, that's a detail that I didn't know. And actually it is right there, but I was not as, um, as aware of that because I was I didn't know what it was or I was not familiar with it and it is really awesome to come across a review and to see a different side of the same impressions that you had or this or a different side to the to a CD that you listen to and see what that person actually came up with so it is really really uh, awesome and I thank you for actually taking the time to read the reviews and then revisit the songs to try to learn new things or find new things in the music because that's e that is really invaluable and when you listen to the to the songs and you get into those really neat details and sometimes really things that are happening in the background that not many people will be paying attention to, you start to appreciate music even more, you start to appreciate Metal CU even more, you start to appreciate 2D music projects and even the composers even more. It is really awesome to dive into that detail. I can understand why some people do not enjoy reviews that are really extensive like the ones that I do because it's, it gets really technical really fast, but it is neat to read those and find details that you wouldn't otherwise find or that those escaped you, but you would eventually find those, but those are being pointed out in a review and then you have, well, I have to check that because if she says it is right there, it is right there. Put on the headphones and yeah, it is there. It is there and I was not paying attention to it. So it is really awesome when that happens. So I thank you very much for actually engaging with my reviews in the way that I expected, which is to spark interest in you and make you want to listen to the songs and understand them further. As for being the only website that writes reviews ex as in this way, even when you look at the Japanese 
scene and news and reviews and blogs scene, it is really, uh, it humbles me in a way, but it puts a lot of pressure in me because I, I was not aware that was not happening in Japan. I was under the impression that there was more love in Japan for male CU music and that there would be eventually someone or uh, a website or a person that would dedicate their time to uh, write uh, things in a similar vein. So this is uh, new information for me and it puts a bit of pressure on me, but um, it is at the same time awesome to know that I'm doing something unique and that I am doing something uh, I believe awesome to help male CEO get more visibility among international fans. So thank you very much for your comment. And I hope you keep on enjoying the episodes in English, Mika, and that we can engage uh, here on the podcast or on the website if you feel like leaving a comment uh, from time to time. So thank you very much for your message. And wrapping this up, Nez, you leave a, a nice comment as well. You say, thank you for all the work you have done. The Hand of HQ is the reason I continue to keep tabs on CU Music Plus, music projects I don't follow that closely, even after following the anime and K-pop pipeline. LOL. <laughs> following K-pop takes a lot of time. It's I believe it's more intense than following uh, male CU artists and 2D groups. You have a lot in your hands, so I feel like, well, at least I'm helping with something and if it is to keep tabs, it is to keep tabs and for you to actually, uh, you are taking time to engage with the content. I, I have seen you uh, a couple of times in here um, on the YouTube channel. I don't know if I have seen you on Twitter, but still, uh, thank you very much for keeping tabs with the content, engaging with the content and being as nice as you are usually when you leave comments. So thank you very much for being here, Naz. And uh, I hope I continue to help you keeping tabs on everything is it is happening. Um, I just need to apologize because I haven't been on top of everything that is happening. So there are some projects that I have not been talking about. Um, but I hope I start to be um, in the loop again soon. So thank you very much to everyone that participated. I did have a lot of comments and questions in here. And thank you so much for being here and to celebrate this 13th anniversary of The Hand That Feeds HQ and the third anniversary of this podcast. Those two things will not go away any soon. So do stick around, subscribe to the channel, Follow the content on the website. I will be launching a newsletter. So if you want to, you can subscribe to the newsletter. And of course, if you feel like supporting the work that I do, I always welcome any uh, love that you can share on coffee or even if you subscribe to the Hand That Feeds HQ's Patreon. And I believe this is all for me in this episode. I will not leave you a question because you, you asked me already a lot of questions. Um, but uh, this is a big thank you from me, from for you for being around this project and for following the content that I create since I started or even since now. And uh, thank you very much for being kind to me and for being there, supporting MailCU and geeking about MailCU music and 2D music projects with me. Thank you very much for watching this episode and I'll see you guys soon. Mm -hmm.